0: talk of the town today we're checking in with dnr dan on the line with us dan how you doing hey not too bad how are you alisa excellent uh, we we're talking a little bit about travel earlier and i now my brain is spinning i know you and your wife have done a lot of traveling to some of the places that we were just talking about with Travelusa.
1: oh yeah italy italy uh that's a fantastic trip and uh, the food is good, the wine is good, uh, the company is always good. So yeah, you can't go wrong.
0: You recommend that one, huh?
1: We'll start I with- do, I do. I, I. Uh, that's just me. That's not the official DNR line. But, <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, that's Personally, just my period. Yeah. Otherwise, I'm sure the DNR recommends you know getting out and enjoying some of the area. I know deer hunting. How's that going? It started. And it, yeah, did it end? It, you know, <laughs> did it start and end or uh, not? It's- yeah, so uh the the
1: season just ended um oh gosh, I've got to look at my calendar here but <laughs> uh a uh, a week ago um Sunday. Yeah. So um at least for the uh 200 series, uh, the 300 series uh, has a little bit of a different uh, date, but we also have muzzleloader season coming up. But yeah, we really had a very slow start to the season. Um, could have been weather related. It kept the deer from kind of, uh, moving. So, um, yeah, a little bit of a slow start, but the numbers have crept up. Um, and after the, the initial nine day firearms, uh, deer season, statewide, there's been a harvest of uh, 106,000 deer. Um, That's down 5% from a year ago. Hmm. And it's also 16% below the five-year mean. Um, So we just didn't have uh, the deer moving around. They weren't congregated in their traditional habitat uh, just because of that extremely mild, mild weather. I know a lot of people are probably enjoying it, but I think uh, it's, It worked against the deer hunters this this go around.
0: So how is the total harvest, including archery, looking? So, uh,
1: so far, uh, 56% of the harvest has been uh, a, a buck. They've been bucks. Okay. Um, and uh, the total harvest, 137,000, or just over 137,000. Oh, wow. okay. um, I don't have uh, an uh, update o- about the total harvest uh, versus uh, last year or previous years, but what I did find inside the numbers, crossbows, which became legal this year for archery hunters, mm-hmm. accounted for about 7,700 harvested deer. So that's kind of an interesting uh, number to see. um, Because previously, uh, crossbows were reserved for uh, folks that were hunting with disabilities. And Mm. then uh, this year, it became legal for all archery hunters.
0: Right. I know a lot of people were really excited about the change and being able to use their crossbows. But um, yeah, it sounds like it went okay. (laughs) I don't know. I don't know what normal numbers are. Well, yeah,
1: and, and uh, I don't have those long-term numbers other than, you know, uh, the harvest is 16% below the five-year mean. So, um, and, and I, I guess if I want to express uh, any concern, um, I would just uh, state that the main way that the DNR manages uh, deer population is through hunting, so, mm-hmm. um, you know, we may uh, have some issues, we, we just don't know, but uh, uh, it, it is, if there is a concern, um, it would be because uh, of lower harvest numbers, um, and, you know, not managing a population can create some issues down the road, right? whether it's, um, you know, damage to farmers' crops or car versus deer uh, accidents, you know, things like that. So, um, you know, managing managing that population is very important.
0: When do you expect that you might know if the decreased uh, numbers could have an issue?
1: Well, I mean, mean, the the DNR uh, manages the population at large. Um, So, I mean, there might be pockets here or there, but, uh, um, you know, it's just hard to know, Uh, Mm -hmm. you know, those issues, um, if there is an issue, they they crop up wherever they um, would be. So it's up to our wildlife managers to kind of respond to some of those issues and, um, you know, adjust harvest regulations and things like that accordingly.
0: All right, so how are we doing on license sales? So um, we have regular mile posts,
1: and uh, the most recent mile post would be the Monday after the second weekend of firearms deer season. Right now, it's down about three uh, percent compared to last year. So um, not exactly the you know the best news that we're looking for, but uh, you know still we have more than four hundred thousand Minnesotans every year uh, out in the field, um, you know, chasing deer. So. It's, uh, it's still a, a big-time uh, uh, pastime um, for Minnesotans. So, And it's not over yet, either. No, no, we've
0: know, got the day. muzzleloader so, season beginning.
1: Yeah, that's right. That's going to begin on Saturday, so November 25th. It's going to run through December 10th. Um, one thing to note, too, hunters who have an unfilled antlerless permit or a bonus permit may apply that to the muzzleloader season if they purchase a muzzleloader license
0: okay all right that's good to know uh i know the last time i uh, ran into you was of course the pheasant opener and the conditions have been pretty decent i mean they've been dry
1: well yeah yeah you know we had some pleasant conditions last week although it was a little windy which uh kind of kept some of the activity down but uh Um, But the mild temperatures did lead to some activity out in the fields, according to some of our conservation officer reports. And then, you know, some of them were seeing some success, too. Um, And, you know, the reports really have been consistent with the August roadside survey, um, which reported an increase in the overall index in southwest Minnesota. So um, it's really been uh, strong in, in southwest Minnesota, which is a good thing. Um, yeah. And, you know, the last time that you and I spoke uh, in person was at the governor's pheasant hunting opener in Owatonna. Mm-hmm. And of course, uh, we're looking forward to a great event next October in Sleepy Eye. I know. I'm so, excited. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I, I am, too, because You know, number one, uh, Sleepy Eye is just a cool community, but the other thing is um, they've got some great pheasant hunting habitat uh, Mm -hmm. there, pheasant habitat uh, in Brown County. So I I really expect a lot of happy faces uh, come lunchtime uh, after the (laughs) opener uh, next year in Sleepy Eye.
0: Right, right. and as we look forward to that, uh, we should remind people about the bag limits that they have going forward here.
1: Yeah, that's right. Uh, so the daily bag limit is going to change on December 1st. It'll go from two roosters to three. And then the daily uh, possession limit will go from uh, six to nine.
0: Okay. All right. And then uh, stamp sales, pheasant stamp sales.
1: So um, this is hot off the press. As of this morning, um, five weeks after the opener, seventy thousand three hundred. 10 stamps sold. So um, that's down 1% from a year ago. However, I like to compare numbers to pre-pandemic years. Sure. Um, so if you compare it to 2019, which was, you know, the, the last uh, pre-pandemic year that we had, it is a 12% increase. So uh, the optimist in me says perhaps, you know, maybe we retain some of those new hunters that we gained during the pandemic. So um, I'm really encouraged by that number. I think that's that's a good thing.
0: I like your thinking there. It looks like a... yeah. You have to be an optimist, and especially
1: <laughs> if you're going to be a hunter too. You know, you've got to be an optimist of uh, hey, uh, I'm going to have a great day, and even if I don't harvest anything, uh, it's still a great day out in the field. So you know, that's just part of the allure.
0: Yeah, let's just get outside, get outside, and enjoy it. I know that we are yeah. talking 50 years of wild turkey in Minnesota. Let's talk about our pro- our population of wild turkey.
1: Yeah, well, you know, hey. I've uh, Thanksgiving is my favorite holiday, mm-hmm. and I love the taste of turkey. I, I really enjoy the turkey. And I think, you know, and we're all thinking about turkeys. And, <laughs> you know, the Minnesota uh, wild turkey population is uh, as strong as it's ever been. Um, but did you know it was hunted to... You know, basically uh, out of existence in the state of Minnesota in the late 1800s and early 1900s. So for many, many years, there were no wild turkeys in Minnesota until 1973. We are celebrating 50 years of wild turkeys uh, being restored to the state of Minnesota. Um, And and it's a real conservation success story. It, It all started back in 1973 when uh minnesota biologists traded 85 roughed grouse for 29 wild turkeys from missouri <laughs> which then they they released in houston county uh which is in far southeast minnesota um you know and then using money uh from the national wild turkey federation biologists trapped wild turkeys in areas of minnesota where the birds were abundant and then relocated them to suitable new areas and um you know since then the bird's range has continued to to expand westward and northward uh and the wild turkey can be found in almost any corner of the state um we don't really have them in far northeast minnesota um you know the habitat isn't quite as suitable there but uh everywhere else we're learning uh, the wild turkey is a very adaptable bird and uh (laughs) Uh, Very prolific in the state of Minnesota, right?
0: They are. In fact, uh, right where I live, there's always a ton of them hanging out over by Rasmussen Woods in that area. They're all over Mm -hmm. the place here in Mankato. And up when I lived in the cities, up by my mom's house, uh, my parents' house in Minnetonka, we always had, there's one road. I just remember we had to stop every single day for the turkey to cross. Mm-hmm. Oh, not just a turkey. Yeah, they kind of do their own thing. All of them. All the time. And every time you'd go over this hill, it's up there. Okay, where are they? Here they come. All right. I swear they waited for my car. <laughs> Man. They might have. <laughs> yeah, they, they
1: they might have. But, you know, you're a friendly person, so I can understand why oh, they'd sure. want to see you. <laughs>
0: yeah. Here she comes. Let's go jump in front of her car. That was lovely. Yeah. <laughs> but, you know, the funny
1: thing is, is um, it, it, it is... Uh, Uh, We've got so many uh, turkey hunters in the state now, and that's not a sport that I grew up with. You know, obviously, and I'm going to date myself here a little bit, but, um, you know, in the late 70s and and, uh, through the entire 80s, at least in the corner of Minnesota where I grew up, you know, there were no wild turkeys. Mm -hmm. So there was no wild turkey hunting. And now, of course, um, you know, it is a very, very popular pastime to, to hunt wild turkeys. So, um, you know, they, they literally are everywhere, and that is a population that does require management now. So I, I view that as a real conservation success story. And I just, you know, uh, the month of November, we're, you know, sure, it's a month of gratitude. and I'm very thankful for the outdoor, rich outdoor heritage that we have, but I also love turkeys, too. So November, yeah, I always think of turkeys.
0: <laughs> Even though the fall hunt ended back at the end of October, right? So. <laughs>
1: Yeah, that's right. It did. Um, and it was, a you know, uh, by all uh, accounts, a, a pretty good um, fall hunt as well. You know, we saw a nice increase in the number of turkey hunting licenses that were sold uh, from 2022, so just under 8%. Um, you know, and just over uh, ninety seven hundred hunters it 's the highest number of fall turkey hunting licenses that we 've sold since uh, the year two thousand oh, nice. um, and twelve and and again, I go back to pre pandemic years it 's a forty five percent increase from two thousand and nineteen so we gained some fall turkey hunters during the pandemic years uh, and it appears Minnesota continued to retain some of those new fall hunters so uh, you know really uh, uh, pleased about that and of course. The fall turkey hunt is uh, a a much different um, turkey hunt than the spring turkey hunt. Um, You know, in the fall, it's more about, um, you know, learning the the birds' patterns, you know, where they roost at night and where they feed during the day and trying to catch them somewhere in between. Um, And in the springtime, it's more about, you know, capitalizing on the mating drive and uh, trying to lure male turkeys in uh, Mm -hmm. for the harvest. So, yeah, it's just very different. And, you know, we've got some great, uh, turkey hunting habitat or turkey habitat, uh, here, uh, you know, in the Minnesota River Valley. Um, really, it's, it's one of the better hunting opportunities that we have in the state, sometimes overlooked. Um, but, uh, you know, a lot of the, the premier hunting is in Southeast Minnesota, as you might suspect, because that's where the story began. Back in 1973. So, um, but but yeah, you know, uh, uh, again, I go back to the the month of gratitude, and you know, I'm just really uh, thankful for um, you know these these great places and these great outdoor uh, resources that we have.
0: DNR Dan Dan Ryder, you're going to hang out with us for a couple of minutes because we want to talk about the Free Park Friday that's coming up.
1: I certainly can.
0: Beautiful. All right, we'll be back in just a couple of minutes here on KTOE back on Talk of the Town. Lisa Kay hanging out in the studio with Dan Ryder on the phone with me, Dan from the DNR. We're talking a little bit about Free Park Friday, Dan. It's another one of those coming up today where I, I love that you give a chance for people that don't have the park passes to get in and see why they need to have a park pass.
1: Yeah, yeah. This Friday, November 24th, uh, entrance fees to all 75 Minnesota state parks and state recreation areas will be waived for that one day. And this is the eighth year that the DNR has done this. And it all started because, um, you know, we wanted to give Minnesotans a healthy outdoors alternative to shopping on Black Friday. Um, And, you know, it gives park visitors a chance to walk off what was probably a large holiday (laughs) meal the day before. Mm -hmm. Um, It's, (laughs) you know, fun fact here, a Thanksgiving meal averages 4,500 calories. Oh, no,
0: you didn't just do that to us, did you?
1: (laughs) Well, let me just say, I am probably an overachiever when it comes to that number. I love Thanksgiving and the Thanksgiving dinner. (laughs) So, walking is going to burn about 300 calories per hour. So, uh, that's just a really good way to... You know, burn off some of those uh, extra calories. And plus, you know, just being outdoors, it, it's good for you uh, mentally, physically. You know, uh, there's just so many health benefits, whether it's improving mood. Uh, it enhances creative thinking or problem solving. Uh, it builds a sense of camaraderie. You know, if you're going to have a house full like me, um, it's a good opportunity to, to just get everybody... Out of the house, but yet doing something together that's fun. Um, And it looks like the forecast is going to be friendly to that. And, uh, you know, it's also an opportunity just to introduce uh, someone to something new. Mm -hmm. You know, for example, I've got family coming to visit from Iowa and uh they've never been to minneopa and seen the bison yeah um so i mean I, I, that's it's a perfect opportunity to introduce them to something new um so i'm just really uh uh pleased to be able to partake in that and it's just it's one of those neat deals uh, that uh you know the state legislature has uh, authorized for the dnr to do so we've been doing it uh, uh four times a year for the past several years and uh I didn't know this already but they've got the uh, 2024 dates out already so that's that's already that's a good one too They, they try to balance them out among the seasons so um for the winter edition next year it'll be actually on martin luther king jr day uh which is monday january 15th um and then Uh, The spring edition will be the Saturday after Earth Day, because I think Earth Day falls on a Monday, so they're going to do it uh, the the first Saturday after Earth Day. That'll be Saturday, April 27th. Uh, The summer edition will be National Get Outdoors Day, which Mm. will fall on June 8th next year. And then uh, Free Park Friday will be Black Friday, Friday November 29th of 2024. But This year, it'll be the twenty fourth of November. So get out and enjoy.
0: Back on KTOE's Talk of the Town, Lisa Kay on the phone with Dan Ryder from the DNR, and we're talking a little bit about well, a lot of stuff. Dan, I always say we're talking a little bit about a lot of stuff, but not a lot about anything. (laughs) I mean, yeah, well, you know, we we cover a lot of territory, (laughs) which is which which is great. We do. We're talking about state parks and how they are free this Friday, so take advantage of that. Before the break, we invited people out, but specifically on Saturday, there are some things happening that if you still have family in town, you might want to take them to.
1: Well, that's right. Minneopa State Park is going to have a a state park naturalist uh, program. It's going to be called Nature's Preparations for Winter. So going to be going on from noon until two o'clock this Saturday. And, um, you know, the description that I saw, so as temperatures drop and the days get shorter, there's a lot of things that change in nature, um, especially for those that uh, don't migrate for the winter. So um, you can join a park naturalist to learn how uh, plants, animals, insects all prepare for winter. And then just some of the incredible adaptations that they have to make in order to just survive uh, the winter ahead. So, you can stop by the picnic shelter at Minneapolis State Park anytime between noon and 2 to join. Uh, the activities typically last around 10 to 15 minutes. Of course, uh, this program is free to attend. You just need that uh, valid Minnesota State Park vehicle permit, um, which is required. They can be purchased online at mndnr.gov or at the state park office. So, yeah, you've got, uh, you know, the free park day on Friday and then come back on Saturday with the vehicle park uh, permit and uh, uh, attend, um, you know, do a little bit of learning with the State Park Naturalist Program.
0: It's good that the naturalists are, are ready to go out and uh, even on, like, kind of what's considered a holiday weekend. Yeah,
1: yeah, I kind of thought the same, you know, um, because, uh, yeah, but... but. Uh, to that point, I mean, they are visitor-geared and uh, trying to create the best uh, visitor experience that they can, and uh, it's a great opportunity to keep the learning uh, continuing on through a long weekend.
0: hmm And always, you can check out the website, and I know that we've got some special state park deer hunts that we want to mention that are coming up in some of our area parks.
1: Yeah, yeah. So. Um, what I always tell people, know before you go, uh, if you're going to be going to a state park, uh, you know we're going to be having some um, special uh, deer hunts at some of our state parks. Um, and it may impact or close uh, you know, the park altogether for a weekend. So just know about those. Um, we've got some muzzleloader deer hunts coming up um, uh, next weekend, so December 2nd and 3rd. Um, so at Myrie Big Island State Park, which is uh, just outside of Albert Lee, they'll have a uh, partial closure, shall we say, or, or you know limited experience. Near Strand Bigwood State Park will be closed uh, on December 2nd and third. Uh, and then Rice Lake State Park um, near Owatonna will have a partial closure December 2nd and third. And then finally, uh, in our area, Sibley State Park, which is uh, north of Wilmer, that will be closed December 2nd and 3rd for those uh, special muzzleloader deer hunts. And then uh, Kylan Woods State Park, which is in Jackson County, they will be closed uh, from Christmas Eve through the balance of 2023. So uh, December 24th through December 31st, Kylan Woods State Park um, will have uh, some limited access or a partial closure uh, on those days for a special firearms deer hunt. So, uh, and again, um, you know, these, these hunts are meant to control the, or manage the population because, you know, Too many um, of any one species in an area can create some problems. So, you know, they might overbrowse some of the the vegetation. Uh, There could be increased uh, car deer collisions uh, and nearby highways, just, you know, things like that, Uh, crop depredation. So controlling the the deer population, uh, even in our state parks, uh, is needed uh, from time to time.
0: Yeah, that's one of the things that I think I'm most... uh Kind of amazed at because i did not come from a family of deer hunters so i didn't realize about the wildlife management and all that was needed to maintain a proper number for the area and the other things that are going on so we don't get overrun and so uh yeah thanks for teaching me all of that
1: hey you know happy to do that and you know at some time i just say the word i can get somebody a, a real expert <laughs> in uh, some of these matters uh to talk about some of that because you know there are a lot of factors that go into managing uh, a, a wild population you know it could be the number of hunters could be the uh, hunter success rate um it, you know it could be the weather it could be the habitat conditions um it could be uh public attitudes or community attitudes sure. about something so um, you know, there there are a number of factors that go into managing a population. And, uh, you know, our wildlife managers are, are tasked with uh, taking all of that in and uh, coming out with a, a, a good, healthy formula that, uh, you know, works for everyone.
0: Well, we'd love to have the DNR on and learn a little bit more about what it is that you guys have going on. Well, I want to wish you a happy Thanksgiving to you and your family and enjoy the time until I talk to you again, Dan. It's always good to have you on. Yeah, thank
1: you, Lisa, and, and uh, happy Thanksgiving to you and yours, and uh, happy Thanksgiving to, to all the listeners. Uh, you know, certainly, uh, you know, I've mentioned it before, that, you know, no, November is viewed as a, a month of gratitude, and I really try to keep that in mind, and uh, you know, I'm really grateful for the opportunity to connect with your audience and and uh, grateful for, uh, you know, just uh, folks appreciating um, Minnesota's outdoor places because it really is a special thing that we have in this state.
0: Absolutely is. Get out and enjoy it and especially on a free park Friday coming up this Friday. Dan, we'll talk to you next month.
1: All right. That sounds like a plan. Have a good one. Happy
0: Thanksgiving, Lisa. Happy Thanksgiving to you too as well. I'll be right back on KTOE.